It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And thank you for listening to Calvary Live. So blessed that you're tuned in to today's program. I am your host for the next hour, Jeff Figgs. I have the privilege to pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. And let me give you that number again for you to call in with questions about the Bible or Christian living. I also would like to pray with you as you have prayer requests. 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines and uh, we'd love to talk about the things of the Lord, and it's great to to get on uh, one of those lines early so we can have that conversation that you desire to have. And so 303-690-3000, there is also a mean for you to, and a way for you to ask a question uh, via text line, and that number is 720-336-0897. Again, 720-336-0897, and as uh, we fill in time or uh, we have opportunity to. We go to those text questions, and so text in a question or a prayer request at 720-336-0897. I want to welcome all of the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado, from Pueblo all the way up to into southern Wyoming, 101.7 Grace FM in southern Colorado, and also 89.7 here in uh, the northern part of the state up into Wyoming. I want to welcome all the Hope FM listeners in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. You are a week delayed, uh, but you can call it this time, and uh, as uh, you do, you can get on the show and ask your questions or give your prayer requests. I also want to welcome all the online listeners and um, and uh, want to welcome you as well. You have opportunity to call in if you're listening online. I know that there are those in different parts of the country that are listening online. So uh, I do uh, invite you to call as well, and we'll see what the Lord has for us. 303-690-3000. We have open lines. Let's talk about the Bible. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's encourage one another. Let's minister uh, to one another and to you as you call in with prayer requests. And uh, this is not only for those who are calling in, but all who are listening here on this day. I want to start with line one with Bianca from Aurora. Bianca? How are you doing, Pastor Jeff? I'm good, Bianca. What do you have for me today? Well, I have a prayer request, and I really think we should be praying for this country. I don't know if you heard about the violence that happened today with the car yeah. ramming or whatever it was in New York, but I right. know we definitely need to pray because I I just believe that this is a sign of the last days, and, and yeah. I know the Lord said that the evil would increase, and so we really need to keep this country in prayer, especially with this man. I don't know if they figured out the intentions behind this violence, but... Right, and, you know, I wanted to take your call, because that's uh, the way I wanted to open the show, Bianca, 
is mm-hmm. to pray for our nation. For those who perhaps haven't heard the news coming out that uh, there was a truck uh, that uh, ran up on a bike path in lower Manhattan, New York City. Yeah. And uh, now the news is reporting at least eight that are killed and, of course, <sighs> several that are injured. And um, it, it, and it looks like, they're not saying it right now, but uh, possibly uh, a, a apparent terrorist attack. Of course, that's a mm. method that um, the terrorists have used in Europe is taking a truck and ramming it on pedestrians, busy bridges or, um, you know, places where a lot of pedestrians are. And it looks like that this may very well be the case. So we mm. do want to pray for our nation. And, uh, and Bianca, yeah, it does remind me. one of my Facebook friends um, was in the area and... And okay. you know how they have that Facebook safety feature, or whatever, where you can right. mark yourself safe in. And right. she marked herself safe because I know, I guess she was in the area, but it really, yeah. it's terrible, all these yeah. terror attacks that are going on. Yeah, and we're seeing it, you know, we just came off, a few weeks ago of a terrible mass shooting in uh, Las Vegas. And um, it just, it does remind us of uh, we need to be praying for our nation. And a couple of verses that have come to mind. uh, One is, uh, I I think you kind of touched on it in some of the last words of Paul the Apostle that he wrote in 2 Timothy. And, uh, you know, this world is not going to get brighter and more, uh, Rosie, uh, Paul writes that in the last days, that it's going to be perilous times, and they're going to come, and men are going to be lovers of themselves. And he goes on, he starts describing the characteristics of the day, and uh, they're going to be those who are going to be, um, you know, without self-control, brutal, uh, despisers of good, those who are going to be, um, you know, blasphemers and disobedient and unthankful, and so headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure. So it, uh, Paul is telling us how things are going to get worse, and, mm. um, and we are seeing that, I believe, happen today as we get closer to the return of the Lord. But also the other verse that I'm reminded of is in the book of Isaiah, Bianca, because on Wednesday nights we're in the book of Isaiah, and Isaiah is, um, you know, he is uh, speaking the word of the Lord to a nation that has uh, more and more turned away from the Lord. And he talks about the difficult days that they are in. And I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 9, uh, just for the sake of our listeners, and then we're going to pray for our nation. That nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. And when at first he lightly esteemed the land of ne- uh, Zebulon and Neptali, and afterwards more heavily oppressed her, by the way, the sea beyond the Jordan, in Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death upon them a light has shined. And so Isaiah's talking about that time when there was darkness in the land, and he, he's talking about a time where the Assyrians are going to come down and, and overtake them. But he's telling them that a time's going to come when in the darkness there's going to be a great light. And, and Bianca, I bet... 
that you know these verses, as many of our listeners, in Isaiah chapter 9, because the Lord doesn't leave us without any hope. And right. it's a verse that's going to be quoted a lot here in the next couple months as we head towards the holidays. But then Isaiah writes in chapter 9, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so, um, you know, there is hope. And that's the message that we want to give on this radio station, this program, for us as Christians, that in the darkness there is light, and that is Jesus Christ, and he's our hope, and he's the hope for our nation. So, Father, I thank you for Bianca calling, and I'm sure it's on the heart of many people as the news is coming out, what happened in New York, as once again we see the violence and the tragedy and the loss of life, and we pray for all those affected by this tragedy. We pray for the city of New York that has gone through so much. As it, it just, um, they've gone through uh, terrorist attacks, and um, we we think of nine eleven. But Lord, I just pray for our nation. I pray that our nation would know that we can turn to the light. There is a light, Jesus Christ, and that He is the one that desires to bring life and uh, to bring protection and desires to uh, be a covering for us. And Lord, I pray for a great awakening. I pray for revival in this land. I pray for leaders that they would turn to you because our hope is in you alone. It's not in this world. And Lord, as Paul said, that in the last days, it'll be perilous times that, Lord, we are seeing it and how we need to be committed more to the gospel than ever So I pray that, Lord, that um, we as Christians would bring that light to this nation and that uh, you would do an incredible work. Again, we lift up those who have been affected by this tragedy, those who have gone through such tragedy as we've seen this year in Las Vegas. We continue to pray for them. And I pray that the Christians would be able to come and minister the love and light and truth of Jesus Christ in these situations. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Bye. You bet. Thanks, Bianca. All right. Love to to pray with you and talk about the things of the Lord. 303-690-3000. As someone hangs up, there's an open line. So let's go ahead to Eduardo. Um, you're on line two. You're on Calvary Live. Uh, hi. Uh, Eduardo. Colleen, my, my question is... Uh, is it okay as a Christian to celebrate Halloween, and is, why do so many uh, churches take part in Halloween when uh, Halloween has everything everything to do with fear and death, which uh, ghosts, witches, skulls, tombstones, graveyards, and nothing to do with life? Yeah, and you know, this, it's a subject that gets debated and um, can be a hot, you know, topic in the Christian church. Um, there's conviction with with different churches. There's conviction with different Christians, and some Christians, you know, they um, celebrate Halloween by dressing up in a costume, having fun, and and they see it as being innocent and harmless. Um, but there are other Christians that are equally convinced that Halloween is nothing but a satan- satanic holiday. And the thing is, no matter how we commercialize it, it you know, Halloween does have pagan origins. Um, that we can agree on. Um, but there are others, churches, I believe, that um, 
think, okay, as Paul writes in the book of Ephesians, redeem the time, that we can take that day, which is, um, again, a a day that talks about darkness, that we can turn it into a day of light, um, that we can have a harvest festival, um, alternative for children to come, and to be able to give tracts, to be able to give the gospel, to be able to, for the body of Christ to come together and to be that light in the community. So there's some churches that have that conviction, and um, and that's what they do. And I've I've heard the testimonies of people coming to Christ in those things, um, you know, being touched by the Lord by being with the body of Christ. So I believe that the Lord can redeem those things, but. Eduardo, one of the things that we do need to realize as Christians um, that the Old Testament and the New Testament talks about staying away from those things that are dark, witchcraft, Exodus chapter 22, Leviticus chapter 19, um, in Acts chapter 13, you know, it it, it talks about um, the sorcerer, you know, that uh, that opposed Christianity, all these things that we need to stay away. And um, and one of the things that we need to do is stay away from all the origins of darkness uh, that are in, um, you know, the the celebration of Halloween. And, um, and we can bring light to it. There are Christians that won't celebrate Christmas because of pagan origins in it. But, um, you know, that's their conviction. Uh, but... You know, we can celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, give the message of the gospel, redeem that time, and I think that's the conviction of churches that they have, that they can do that on Halloween. All right? Okay, yeah, I see. I understand. Yeah, because uh, that was just my question, because I see uh, my family don't uh, didn't agree with some things, but um, as I walked into the store, too, a lot of stores, like, you see costumes of Jesus and of the apostles and the Mary. Isn't that kind of like mocking Jesus or kind of making him seem like a fairy tale? You know, yeah, I don't know. You know, I've never seen it. And, you know, my kids are all grown up, so I'm kind of distant a little bit from the, you know, Halloween scene and stuff. And again, everybody has convictions. I have my own convictions about Halloween. And even as a church, and I know that there are churches that are just— they're wonderful churches, and some of the Calvaries even are having, after this show, a harvest festival. And I say, praise God that they're bringing light and truth on this day, and I believe that we can do that. But there are other Christians that have that conviction of that we don't want anything to do with it, and that's their conviction as well. And and I think that as the Lord leads, that's uh, something that you need to, um, you know, do in faith and—, and, and um, and I think anything that if Christians are going to take part in any kind of Halloween activity, whether you call it Harvest Festival, that their attitude and dress, and most importantly, their behavior, should still reflect a redeemed life. And yep, yep. Um, and that's the key for any of us and for any day uh, of our lives, to reflect Jesus Christ in that redeemed life in Christ. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, that does, because uh, that's what I had uh, uh, agreed with. Uh, that's what I had told my family. I was like, uh, Jesus, sometimes uh, God uses tremendous ways. Where when their people are in darkness, he uses that for to come out his plan and bring people to the light in the, in the most tremendous yeah. way that people don't expect. And, and uh, some people go to those events, and they're never 
they never attended a church or anything, and they just go to take their kids or family, and some people come out con- uh, converted and stuff. So sometimes it is for a blessing. Yeah, it is. So appreciate your call and your question on that. It's a good question. Thank you. Thank you, and you have hey, a God great rest you. of your day. You too. All right, we have some open lines, 303-690-3000. Again, we have a text line for you to be able to text in questions, and we can get to those um, as the Lord leads and gives us opportunities. That text line is 720-336-0897. You are listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. We're going to continue with our phone calls. Let's go to Nancy in Denver. Nancy? Hi. Yeah, that's me. How are you, Nancy? Um, all right. I'm pretty much, I have a, a lot on my shoulder. I need a, a prayer request. You bet. Um, Absolutely. We'd love to pray with you. Okay, so there's a few things. Um, first is, I, I know the Lord gave me a job, but it looks like, I don't know, I feel maybe I'm being too sensitive, or there's too many people coming at me. Um, I, mm-hmm. I need this job, and I need a prayer to kind of keep it, and to really get it, and um, also to... In, in the Bible, it says to go ahead and help your enemy, and, and um, please help me teach this to my daughter, because she's sitting right next to me, too. She's listening, and she's... Uh, we've invited her father in, after her father took her from me, and um, Mindy's go to the ringer, and now that, you know, tables have turned, he's lost his place, he lost everything, I invited him in, and he is... I feel like he's taking advantage of me and bringing in, like... The, the bad spirits, the demons into my house, and I just feel like everything's chaotic. I feel very lost. I feel like I'm double guessing myself every second it turns now. I, my peace right. is gone, and my house, I thought my family would come come, come back together, but apparently I was wrong. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I don't know what to do with him, but I kicked him out, but he still won't leave. So I don't know. Well. Why don't we pray, Nancy, and just lift it all up to the Lord. And Father, I do pray for Nancy. She's going through a difficult time. She's going through attacks, personal attacks, just a hard time and with her family situation and work situation. I lift that all up to you, that you would, pr- that you would just work in that um, it bring peace and restoration and healing. Uh, first of all, um, if, if all possible in her marriage, you know the circumstance, you know the state that she's in, and Lord, I just pray that you would show yourself strong on her behalf, and Lord, also for the job that she has and needs, and I pray that you would uh, work to where um, she doesn't feel defensive at work, um, that you would just help her with her co-workers, and it can be hard when a Christian is in the world, but you plan us there to be light, and I pray that she would be able to do that. So right now, I just pray for Nancy. I pray for her situation. You would provide for her, that you would work, that you bring, again, just healing and restoration, peace into her situation, because you've called us to peace, not to bondage. And Lord, that you would um, give her the wisdom she needs and the strength that she needs day by day. And Lord, protect her home. I pray her home would be filled with the praises of God, with the... the um, the uh, scriptures with the presence of the Lord in every way. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You welcome Nancy. We'll be praying for you. Thanks. You bet. All right. 303-690-3000. So good to be with you on Calvary live. Give me a call and we're going to continue uh, moving forward in our phone calls 
is let's go to Karen Karen in Thornton. Karen? You with us, Karen? Okay, Karen in Thornton may have uh, dropped off. Let's go to Eric in Aurora. Eric? Hello. How are you, Eric? Good and you? I'm good. You got a question for me? Yeah. Um, so I'm 15, and I'm wondering if uh, I could uh, get a piercing because my mom says that God says our body is a temple, and we shouldn't damage our body. But I see some Christians have tattoos, and I'm wondering if it's okay that I get a piercing. Um, <laughs> here's here's the thing, and um, you know, a, a lot of Christians can ask about: Is it okay to have a tattoo? Is it okay to have piercings? I see Christians that have piercings and stuff. And um, one of the questions that gets asked from is. Um, from the book of Leviticus, and I'm going to try to find it. Um, the book of Leviticus talks about not marking your body, and so there are those who point to Leviticus, and I believe it's chapter 19, um, that talks about not marking your body, and so they make it a, um, you know, a law that Christians shouldn't be getting tattoos. Here's my take on it, and I'm going to give you a biblical view. Number one is is that um, you need to pray about this and why it is that you want a piercing, why it is that uh, you desire to you know get a tattoo or something. Um, you know the thing is is um, you know some Christians get a tattoo because they want to express their love for the Lord. Um, some Christians have tattoos because they got them before they were a Christian. In the book of Leviticus, when it talks about not marking your body, it's because those who are doing it, he's telling the children of Israel, when you go into the promised land, make sure that you don't you know, mark your body in that way because it was associated with paganism. It was associated with false worship. So you need to ask yourself, why do I want this piercing? I believe that that Christians have the liberty of, you know, having a tattoo or having a piercing. But one of the things that um, I also want to pass along to you is that, um, that Eric, you're 15 years old, and you're under the authority of your home. And the Bible says that you're to honor your mother and father, that as they give their desire to you to not get a piercing or not get a tattoo. I think that's something that's very important for you to listen to. And, um, and that's something for you to very much take seriously, um, that you are to honor mom and dad and you're to walk in that obedience. So that's a couple of things for you to pray through. All right. All right. And thank you. So, uh, you know, hey, Eric, here's this. I can't tell you whether to get a piercing or a tattoo or not. You have that liberty, but you're under the authority of your parents. And I, you know, and the thing is, is you may want one very bad, but talk with them, pray with them, and um, and then do the thing that honors them. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right, Eric. God bless you. You too. Have a good day. All right. You too. 
always kind of a tricky question, you know. Uh, we have liberty in Christ. I think a Christian has liberty to, to get piercings or tattoos, but why are you doing it? And then also for kids that are under the authority of their home, they need to honor their parents in that. Let's go to Stephen and Fountain. Stephen? Hello. Uh, How are you? Thank you for answering the phone thing. Um, you bet. Thanks for I'm calling. Well. You're from, you're your from Fountain? That's good. You're from Fountain? Yes. You know, I grew up way, in that way area. Down. Yeah. I grew up in the Whitefield area. And, um, oh, really? So it's good. Cool. Yeah. So it's good to hear from people down in security, uh, Whitefield, Fountain area. That's my old stomping grounds. So. Yeah, I live almost just before Pueblo, so I'm pretty far away. That's great. Well, good. Thanks um, for calling. Yeah. Um, I had a question uh, concerning about obeying the law. Um, and I know that Jesus says that he, <coughs> excuse me, um, had uh, come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And that where right. he says, you know, not uh, a single dot or tittle will pass away until all is fulfilled. Right. Um, and where it's like, we are not justified by the law, but by faith. I'm reading from Romans 3. Um, right. And I've been studying Romans for a while. And I, I'm i just stuck because I've had, I had a conversation with a friend of mine um, where there were some, I think he said Judeo-Christians. Um, I can't mm -hmm. remember exactly. I'm not bashing on them at all. Um, right. But um, they said that there was a contradiction between what Paul was saying in the New Testament and the four bo books of the the four Gospels. Um, okay. And I don't understand, like, about the whole thing, because Jesus says that the law won't pass away. I'm here to fulfill it, but it won't pass right. away. And, like, right. my question that I have is, like, what areas of the law do we obey? Is it, like, all the, the cleansing laws, the just the Ten mm -hmm. Commandments, and what specifically, like in Romans 3, 4, does it talk about the law as in, like, the first five books of the Bible, or is it just the Ten Commandments and Exodus 20? I, 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 I yeah. no idea. You're asking a good question. That's a question that a lot of Christians ask. And, you know, Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law. And even Paul writes about there's a purpose of the law, there's one law, you know, to sum it up, and, and we may, um, you know, go to break here in a little bit. So if I'm still talking, just hang on, and we'll pick up the conversation after the break. But, but here's the thing, Stephen, is there's one law for you to, to obey, and that is love. <laughs> and that sounds like a simplistic answer, but I'm making a point. Paul comes mm -hmm. along, and he says, the law can be summed up in one word, that is love. Jesus comes along, and you remember that it was that scribe that came to him, that lawyer, and said, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and, and love your neighbors yourself. We are not under the law, but what we are is under grace. And how we are to live out our faith is that we live in a love relationship with the Lord. And here's the thing, um, Stephen, if you love somebody— you're going to desire to please them. 
You're going to desire to to uh, walk in that holiness. You're going to desire to walk in in that righteousness. So the, the the new covenant is a covenant of love. It's a covenant of living in a way to please the Lord. Now, we're not under the sacrifices. Jesus came and died for us once and for all. Um, you know, we're not under the Old Testament law. But what we are to do is we are to look at the ways that the Lord wants us to live in all righteousness and holiness, and we are to walk in that way and to, to live a life pleasing to him and to, to live in a way that um, we're bringing glory and honor to the Lord. So, you know, obedience is an important thing, but I'll tell you what, it's to be done out of love and um, out of a devotion to him. You hang on. Okay, Stephen, we're going to pick right. up on this in a All little right. bit as soon as we get back. Hey, everybody, stay tuned to Calvary Live. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. We've had a busy first 30 minutes of the show, and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of uh, Calvary Live as you can call in at 303-690-3000. I believe that we do uh, have an open line and for I'd love for you to be able to call. You can text in a question at 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Let's go back to Stephen and Fountain. We uh, were talking about, Stephen asked a very good question about, uh, you know, are we under the law? Do we observe the laws? And uh, so we were talking about that the greatest uh, law is to love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that's what Jesus said, in all this, you fulfilled the law. And um, so the New Testament, and, and Stephen, you still with us? Yes. Okay, thanks for hanging on. You know, you, you're reading out of Romans that we're not justified by the law, we're justified by faith in Jesus Christ. And we know that the New Testament talks about that he put an end to the Old Testament law, Romans chapter 10, Galatians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 2, and um and and Christians are under the law of Christ, Galatians chapter six. And uh so it reminds us to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So we're not under the, the Levitical law, we're not under the sacrifices. Some Christians come along, they say you have to keep the dietary laws. Um, you know, the New Testament comes along and says that um all foods are permissible to eat. Uh you're to, to give thanksgiving. And so you'll start to to see that as you go through the New Testament. Jesus, there's not a conflict with what Paul wrote and what Jesus taught. You were mentioning that in your question and what somebody was telling you. Because Jesus, he comes along in a Sermon on the Mount, and he says, you have heard it said of old that you shall not commit murder, but if you lust, then you've committed murder in your heart. You've heard it said of old that you shall not commit adult, uh, commit uh, adultery, if you've, you know, uh, lusted in your heart, then you committed adultery. If you're angry with your brother, you committed murder. What Jesus was saying is, is that you need the Savior. You need the Savior. And then he went on to say in the Sermon on the Mount that 
that your righteousness must exceed the righteousness in the scribes and the Pharisees. You remember that in the Sermon on the Mount? And when yeah. his disciples heard that, they must have been floored. There's no one more righteous than a Pharisee and a scribe who is dedicated to keeping the most minute details of the law. And, and yet, Jesus says, your righteousness must exceed that. And what he was saying in that is you need the Savior, uh, you know, Jesus Christ. It, the Sermon on the Mount is the pointest to him. And then Paul comes along in Galatians and says that there's a purpose of the law. Do you know what that purpose is, Stephen? Uh, it's to reveal sin or make uh, knowledge of sin. Yeah, it's to make knowledge of sin, but Paul goes on, let me read it to you, because this is very important, and it aligns with what Jesus is saying. But he comes along, and he says that there's a purpose of the law. The purpose of the law is that, um, therefore, the law was our tutor, in chapter 3, verse 24, to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. In other words, that the law shows us that we're guilty. The law does not justify us. The law, the purpose of the law, was to show that we have all sinned, and it's a tutor to bring us to Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith. So that's what Jesus Which, was saying. Your was righteousness. That? The one where it says the it's, tutor? Yeah, in Galatians chapter 3. Okay. Okay. And in, Galatians in is a very yeah, Romans talks, you know, a lot about that we're justified freely by grace, and we're not justified justified by the law. But Galatians, here's the theme of Galatians. Galatians was that the Gentiles were getting saved, Stephen, and, and all of a sudden the Judaizers, the ones that were coming out of Judaism, were telling the Gentile Christians, you have to be circumcised, you have to keep the law in order to be saved. And Paul comes along and says, no, you're justified by faith. So what is the purpose of the law? He says, you know, and he goes on and explains that it's to bring us to Jesus Christ. It's to bring us to the schoolmaster. Um, and as we come to Jesus Christ in faith, then we are justified. So we're no longer under the law. And he writes in Galatians chapter 2, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. So we're not justified by the law. Now, does that mean, as you're going to continue reading in the book of, of Romans, Paul comes along, and he knows that his readers might say, well, you know, you got to keep the law, uh, because otherwise you're going to have a bunch of carnal people. And Paul comes along in Romans chapter 6, and he says, should we continue in sin that grace abounds? And he, he said, certainly not. We're dead to that stuff. We're dead to that stuff, and now we identify with Christ, and we yield ourselves over as instruments of righteousness. So grace means the unmerited favor of God, and grace means that we're not free to go out and do whatever we want in sin. Grace means that we get to live for him, and we get to love him. And you will do more in love than you will ever do trying to keep the law and the rules and regulations. Um, and that's very important for us to understand as Christians. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, that makes absolute sense. I just now realize I think I should read Galatians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think Galatians, Galatians that yeah. came from this. Exactly. There's there's three really important books. I mean, they're all important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think for Christians to understand, because there are Christians that will put themselves, if they have convictions, that's great. But there are Christians that will put themselves under, you know, performance and duty. And you see, what's so wonderful about being a Christian is, it's not that I have to, but I get to. It is, Mm. I get to just walk in in your love, and Lord, I want to please you. It's like, I've been married for almost 28 years, my wife Sue, and I love her deeply. I love her more than the day we got married. And I want to please her. I don't want to do anything to hurt her. I don't want to do anything to disappoint her. And I know that that love isn't perfect, but I love my Lord, and I just love just walking with him and enjoying him. And I know I'm justified by faith, and I'm free to live for him. And so that's the greatest commandment. It can be summed up in one word, that is love, is what Paul, you're going to read later on in the book of Romans. And I think Romans and Galatians and the book of Hebrews is very important for us to understand that there's a new covenant, a covenant that is comes out of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, what he did for us, and that we get to, to you know, walk with him in love and have relationship through faith. All right? All right, yeah. That makes sense. Stephen, enjoy the Lord. Um, you know what? question and, real quick. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Um, you bet. The, the area of, like, the cleansing laws and stuff like that, because I read through the Leviticus and the crazy, mm-hmm. the, um, and all the dietary stuff, the cleansing laws and stuff like that um, was abolished in a way when Jesus yeah. died and were washed clean in his blood. A study in Hebrews is going to help you in that, because Hebrews comes along and says, listen, the new covenant had to come, the old covenant had to be abolished because it wasn't enough. The sacrifices and bulls and goats was a kofar, it was a covering of of sin, you know, until the one came, Jesus Christ, who died once and for all. It's a phrase that you see in the book of Hebrews, he died once and for all. So the theme of Hebrews is Jesus is superior, um, and the new covenant is superior. The old covenant had to be abolished, so um, we as Christians under the new covenant, we're not under the law, but we're under the law of love and faith. And that's why the book of Romans, the theme is, as you read in um, chapter 1 of Romans, that the just shall live by what? Faith. Faith. Galatians, same thing. The theme is the just shall live by faith. The book of Hebrews quotes it, that the just shall live by faith. And then, you know, we get specific instructions in the New Testament, obviously how it is that we are to live. Um, But, you know, the thing is, um, you know, uh, Paul talks about in 1 Timothy chapter 4, there are those who come along and you know, he says, for every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. Um, that, you know, the, the kingdom of God in the book of Romans isn't about food and drink and, and, and that. It, it's about righteousness and holiness in the Lord. So just live for the Lord and enjoy him. And um, we're not under the dietary laws. If, if somebody has a conviction to do that, 
that's between them and the Lord. Uh, but we have great liberty and freedom in Christ. And you'll get to those chapters as you progress through Romans about our liberty in Christ when you get to chapter 14 particularly. All right? All right. Cool. Good, good question. So but don't, don't let anybody tell you that what Paul taught was, uh, you know, in contrast or um, conflicted with what Jesus taught. Um, it's not at all. And as you study the scriptures, you'll put the two together. Jesus said, your righteousness must exceed. You know, and we were talking about this, Stephen, and then I'll finish up. Um, we were talking about this on um, Sunday that Nicodemus, in John chapter 3, he was the master teacher of Israel. And he comes to Jesus at night in John chapter 3, and and Jesus recognized him as the master teacher of Israel. And Jesus said, hey, that if anyone is going to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And you know that, Lord Nicodemus, he had dedicated his whole life to teaching of the sacrifices and of the law and keeping of the law. And Jesus comes along and says, if you want to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And that must have just, he was confused. He, he's struggling with it. And then when Jesus said, that just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, the Son of Man is going to be lifted up. And when Nicodemus saw Jesus lifted up on the cross, he got it, and he became a believer that Jesus died for my sins, and I must be born again, coming in faith. So you'll you'll start to see all those things as you go through the Scriptures and through the Gospels. All right? All right. Yeah. Great, right, cool. great Stephen. Thanks for calling. Appreciate Thank it. You. Yeah. All Thank right. You. Uh, you bet. Let's go to, to Andrea in Aurora. Is yes, it Andrea? I'm, yes, I'm here. Thanks for holding. I know you're holding on a little bit, so what do you got no for me? No problem. Well, it was good listening, actually. It's funny because you're talking about grace, uh, faith, I'm sorry, justification by faith. And I'm calling to ask, why don't churches celebrate the Reformation? <laughs> well, some do, here. actually. Yeah, some actually do, which is what October thirty first today. Yeah, today the, I just found yeah. this out. I go to a co op with Calvary Cherry Creek. We actually don't go to a Calvary church, but uh-huh. I found out through them that October thirty first is the day that Martin Luther nailed the ninety five thesis to the door. And right. here we are. And I'm not going to dog anybody celebrating Halloween. That's fine. You know, we're going to go to uh-huh. Fall Harvest, and we're going to celebrate the Reformation or celebrate right. Fall, you know. But it's like we get so distracted with the candy and the dressing up and all that, and we totally <laughs> are forgetting, like, the most important—I mean, I mean, the Reformation yeah. did not start that day. The Reformation, many people were giving their lives right. and, and putting blood and sweat and tears and prayer into this Reformation that began, you know, even with the Waldenses and uh, Wilkerson and, and many, many others. But, like, yeah. this is this is our—like, the only reason you're on the radio right now, you know, is because God, through these men and women— you know, brought yep. this Reformation. We wouldn't be hearing this if it weren't yeah, for that. So it was a very important time in the in yeah. church history. And, and you never um, hear about it. I'm 34. I just found this out. I grew up in Baptist <laughs> and Bible-believing churches, too. Yeah. Well, you know, I've talked about it. Um, so yeah, okay. If you come to Calvary Chapel, we talk about, you know, the Reformation. It's such a powerful mm. matter of fact. When I was talking about do you know the uh, the story of Martin Luther who penned yes. the, the the thesis there? Um, and um, 
you know, the father of the Reformation, that mm-hmm. if you read his book, which I have, that mm. he was trying to keep the law, trying to, he'd whip yes. himself, he did yep. all this stuff, you know, um, and then he read Romans chapter 3, right? <laughs> that the just shall live by faith. Yeah, And that's what really touched his heart and changed his heart. So, yeah, important day in church history. So I don't know why some churches don't. Maybe they don't um, talk about it or think about the Reformation. But I do know churches here um, that do speak about it, and it is mentioned, and it was an important day in church history. All right? Does, do, you, do you guys celebrate it? I don't celebrate. We don't celebrate it, no. Um, never celebrated it. I guess that's my it. question. I guess that's my question. You know, being that I didn't know it was on October 31st, because now, because uh-huh. I don't want to celebrate Halloween. That's It's completely pagan, and every tradition right. is rooted in, in, in worshiping demons. I mean, that's, you know, if you think it's innocent, everybody's conscience is different. But why don't we celebrate the greatest, one of the greatest moments in our history instead? Yeah, and that, and that's something that, again, something is it. the conviction, yeah, the conviction of the Christians and you know, you convictions of moment, churches. You could take right. that moment to remember. To, to There's right. games, there's all kinds of stuff. Like You could take that moment to remember, because right now they're trying to mend the schism. The Pope is meeting. The Lutheran Church has already met right. with the Pope and are agreeing that, that they didn't need, that, that the Catholic Church apparently believes in grace through faith and justification by faith, but they're ignoring the rest of everything else. You know, they still mm-hmm. require you to come to the Catholic Church in order to be saved. You have to have the sacraments. You have to yeah, go to it, a priest. You know, here, here's the thing, that I grew up in a Catholic Church, and so, you know, I, I, I know right. about the Catholic Church and all that. Here's the thing, that for me personally, and this is me, um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily celebrate a day. What I yeah. celebrate is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Right. I celebrate Jesus, and that's whether that's October 31st or November 1st, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's December 25th, um, I celebrate Jesus. And those yeah. are important days to mark, but I don't necessarily—my conviction is not to celebrate the you know, the Reformation, even though it's very important. Mm. And, um, and then the conviction— you know, for me is, you know, on the 31st is, you know, maybe different than some of the other pastors and and, and some of the other churches, but there are those who are going to be given light and truth tonight, and uh, for that I'm very thankful for. So I appreciate your call. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, good question. All right. God bless you. All right, let's continue on. Tony and Timnath. Tony? Are you with us, Tony? I hear a little noise. Tony, are you with us? You're on Calvary Live. Okay. He wanted prayer for a son who needs healing of liver. So, you know, um, even though Tony is dropped off the line. Tony, are you with us? Okay, maybe he's dropped off the line, but I want to go ahead and pray. He's been waiting uh, uh, for the to, um, line to uh, open up, and so he's dropped Tony, if you're listening, let's go, I'm going to go ahead and pray for your son, uh, healing a liver. And so, Father, I pray for Tony's son. You know the circumstance. You know everything um, that's going on. And I just pray that you would bring healing to his son, that you would bring healing to his liver, and that 
Um, you would work in a powerful way. You can heal anything. You're the mighty God. You're the creator of the universe, and there's nothing too difficult for you to work. So we just pray for your mercy and grace, but most of all, that they would be drawn to you, um, Tony and his son. They would look to you, that you uh, would make yourself known to them in every way. So we just lift up this prayer request in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we do have open lines. We've got a little bit of time left, about 10 minutes in the show. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I am Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. been hosting Calvary Live for this hour, and I've been so delighted to be with you. A lot of questions about Halloween and things like that. Here's the thing. Every Christian has conviction, uh, but I do believe that we can redeem the time. And um, there are churches that are doing that tonight with harvest festivals, and uh, I think it's wonderful. It's a great opportunity. Be safe out there if you're going to be out uh, tonight, and, um, and uh, let's give light. Uh, to our communities, and I think it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to do that. Um, I do want to pass along some information. We'll be here uh, tomorrow night at Calvary Chapel Greeley. For those of you in the northern Colorado area, we're going through Isaiah, and Isaiah is an incredible book. So if you've never done a study in Isaiah, come out and join us, um, and we'd love to just um, go through Isaiah and bless you with that study. And uh, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock, we have a place for all the kids and, and youth, and then we spend time in worship. God's doing awesome things on Wednesday nights, and uh, a lot of people are coming out, so come join us for a study of Isaiah. We'll be in chapter 8 starting, so we just got started in Isaiah. It's been an incredible study the last couple of weeks, so we got uh, a ways to go as we go through it chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And then also we are in Luke. We're actually starting to finish Luke on Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, and 11 are our three Sunday morning services. And again, we have children's ministry and middle schoolers that meet for our services. And I uh, would love you to come out as we are looking at Jesus taking the cross and going to Golgotha, the, the trials of Jesus. And um, it's in a powerful portion of Scripture and just trying to bring that uh, alive to people uh, and more impacting than ever before. And uh, it certainly has been as we've gone through um, uh, Luke. We're going to be opening chapter uh, 23 of Luke's Gospel. And um, it's it's just, uh, I've really been blessed by preparing for the messages and stuff. So we'd love to see you. You can check us out on our website, Calvary Chapel Greeley. Dot com. I'm going to go to the text messages while we got a little bit um, of um, of time left. Uh, there is one question that's come in and said, "Are we in the tribulation now? Will the church be raptured before, during, or after?" And that's a good question. And we are not in the tribulation period. The tribulation period, according to Daniel chapter nine verse twenty seven. And also Revelation chapter 6, verse 2 tells us that the tribulation or the day of the Lord is going to begin with the Antichrist coming on the scene, and he's going to make a peace treaty with Israel for a week, or that is for seven years. So we have not entered the tribulation period. And one uh, of um, the questions, because there are those who are kind of teaching or given the implication lately that we are in the tribulation period, but we are not and we can definitely say that we are not. I believe that the church is going to be raptured before the tribulation period. That's my interpretation of the Scripture. That's my belief. And what I teach here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, that as uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 16 tells us, uh, or verse 10, that we will be taken out of and away from the hour of tribulation. 
that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. And I believe that's a promise that Jesus has given to the church. Again, in chapter 3, verse 10, uh, the promise to the faithful church, the Church of Philadelphia, that we will be taken out of and away from the hour of tribulation um, that shall come upon the whole world. There's only one time that it comes upon the whole world, and that is the tribulation period. So I believe that we are going to be uh, taken out before the tribulation period. There are those who have a different view. They're brothers in Christ. Uh, they study the scriptures, but that's what I believe the scripture is telling us, the blessed hope uh, that we're going to not go through the tribulation period. Um, there is more questions. Um, let me um, look at this and pull some of them up while we got a little bit of time. Um, and there is a question about the true church. What is the true church? And the, and the church that I go to is um, saying that they are given the implication that they're the true church. There's only one church uh, for us as believers, and that is those who believe in Jesus Christ. There's one body, one church, and uh, there's different churches and uh, but there's not one, you know, unique church that is um, more true than other churches. Um, there are false churches, but there is only one true church. The church is those who are believers in Jesus Christ, puts their faith and trust in Him, and uh, so that is the true church. Uh, and sometimes people can um, uh, think that's the true church. We we got a little bit of um, time that's left. Um, let's go to. Violetta uh, in Denver. Did I, Violetta? Violetta, are you there? Okay, let's go to David then in Aurora. David, line two. Okay, who do we got coming up next? Okay, they both dropped. That's what we have. All right, so we got a few minutes left on our show, and uh, Violetta and David, um, they are asking questions, good questions, about children being saved, um, and um, wish we could have had that conversation, but maybe next time, as we will, as we're taking some of the text questions that were coming in and stuff. Okay, let's go to another text question. Um, let's go to a lot of it's asking about Halloween. We've been talking about Halloween. Uh, why do people celebrate Halloween, allow their children to go trick or treating? Um, and again, the convictions that people have, if that's a conviction that you shouldn't do that, then don't do that. Um, there is one that, you know, is asking for prayer and, and listen to show with this. Uh, he says, feeling like a failure. Um, and, um, you know, perceive that, um, that God doesn't love me. And, um, and he talks about that. I won't read the whole thing. Um, but, uh, he, he's feeling like, uh, he's not measuring up. And so father, for this one who feels like they're not measuring up, I just pray that you would minister to them. And I pray that you would, um, just minister to their hearts that, 
that you would know that your love remains, that you desire to work in their hearts and in their lives. And Lord, the struggles that they have, that you be with them and guide them in every way. Um, and Lord, that um, they would be assured and rest in you and your promises and, and everything that you have for them. And I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're getting to the end of the show, and um, it's been a good show. A lot of questions about Halloween. As uh, those of you listening on live, it is October the 31st, and um, as the Lord leads you, but I would encourage you to redeem the time, and I would encourage you to, if you're going to be out tonight, be safe. There's certainly great alternatives. Uh, Maybe your church or churches in the community uh, that are having harvest festivals for you to be able to go and enjoy the evening, and um, but be light. And as I mentioned before, that make sure that your, um, you know, your behavior. Make sure that uh, reflects a redeemed life, and uh, and be able to bring light to others is what we want to be able to do uh, at this time. We also are going to be entering into the holiday season. Here after you know uh, today, as we head into November, so um, as we get into November, one of the things that we talk a lot about is Thanksgiving. We talk about joy and peace at Christmas time, uh, joy and goodwill and peace to all men. And I want to remind us that it's found in Christ. So I pray that for us in the holiday seasons coming up, as we start to look at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Be thankful for what the Lord has done for you and uh, what he wants to do in your life for his incredible grace. And true joy and peace comes from him. So enjoy him. Stay close to him. Keep studying the scriptures. Walk with him. Walk in love in Christ. And we'll see you next time. Have a good evening. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.